A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Histories of the Unexpected. He's the famous historical adventurer Dr Sam Willis. And he is Professor Extraordinaire of Early Modern British History at Plymouth University. He is Professor James Daybell. And we are your hosts for Histories of the Unexpected. Each week we discuss a surprising object oozing with unexpected historical significance. And this week it's lightning. Which, interestingly, is all about American independence. Well, for me, it's all about Horatio Nelson's front porch. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and tell all of your friends. We're on Twitter. You can follow me at Dr. Sam Willis. And you can follow me at James Daybell. We're proud to be part of the excellent History Hit Network, home of Dan Snow's History Hit and other great shows coming soon. And you can find out more about what we've got planned in the forthcoming months, show notes, video clips, photos of everything we discuss and much, much more at historyhit.com forward slash unexpected. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode five of Histories of the Unexpected, where we will be audio googling through history, exploring the history of things that you didn't even know had a significant story to tell, like the history of beds, hair or even bubbles. And we'll be following the links in our minds as we come across them, explaining how everything had a history and crucially how those histories link together in unexpected ways. Who knew, for example, Sam, that the history of boxes could be linked to the very stuff of history and influence the foundations of what we know about the past, or the history of zebras, which is all about Picasso and the history of art? Well, the man sitting opposite me is the antidote to antiquity. It's Professor James Daybell. Hello. And the man sitting opposite me is a preacher of the past, Dr Sam Willis. Hello, everyone. Right, together we will be piloting you on this uncharted and frankly highly dangerous and unpredictable flight into the past. Each week one of us will take the lead and this week it's my turn. Right, Daybell, are you ready? Okay. It's lightning. Lightning. Okay. All right. Top of your head. What do you think about that? Top of my head, lightning. Mm, Electricity, lightning rods, uh, fatal lightning strikes... Uh, protection of homes. There's just been one in the news, isn't there? There has. Yeah, those kids in France got executed by lightning. Yeah, but a lot of them, a surprising amount, because you hear about one or two people getting struck by lightning, but I think it was a... They were 12 or 13, weren't they? Yeah. Lightning as a metaphor, lightning strike, love at first sight, uh, blitzkrieg. Yes. um, Lightning war. Um, A lot of that's to do with kind of strength and unpredictability, isn't it? Yeah. Not knowing what's coming. But, 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 you know, the the sudden strike out of the blue being... 
massively significant and, and changing people's lives all over the shop. Hit me with your idea. Right, OK, here's my idea. Have a look at this. I want you to describe that. OK, so we have what looks like a bent piece of metal bent over in a loop shape with looks, looks as if it's made of brass. Uh, it's like a bishop's crook. Like, a, like an archbishop's crook. And then it is fastened to a more solid metal base and then a, a stand. What is it, Sam? That's right. Well, the key thing is that, it'll help you understand it, there is a, is a sheave. So there's something cut through it with a wheel. Right. In it. And that is actually the top of a mast of a French warship. And that's where you would run a rope through and you could put, uh, up, put up a flag. So that actually that would, that would support an enormous French, French flag. That is the very top of the mast of the French flagship Lorient, which, which fought at the Battle of the Nile in 1798, so mid-18th century. And what's amazing about this is that the top thing here, this curved bishop's crook thing, is made of copper, and it is a lightning conductor. That's the most interesting thing about it. The second most interesting thing about it is it was Nelson's personal possession. Ah. And we know that he kept it next to his front door <laughs> at his house in Merton in Surrey. So, you know, we're near, near the wellies and the umbrellas. The point is, it's the first thing you see when you walk into Nelson's house, and it is a curious object. It looks to me like something that's fallen off Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> so it's a talking piece. It's a talking piece, yep. as well as everything. So, so I've always been fascinated by it, wondering actually what he would say about it. So the history of lightning conductors is actually very, very interesting. That is an example of French technology, a very rare example of French technology, which was far, far superior to British technology. We didn't have these. And that, I think, is the very basis of the talking point for a naval officer like Nelson. You see, if you're in a wooden ship, which is full of 20 tonnes of, of gunpowder, the last thing you want to have happen is to be struck by lightning. And actually, the history of ships in the Royal Navy demonstrates that the English were terrible at it. So all these kind of myths of British sea power being brilliant at everything. We were awful at protecting ourselves from lightning. The French were much, much better. Why were they better? Well, they were better because of Benjamin Franklin. OK, so he invented the lightning conductor. The French and the Americans get together during the American Revolution, their allies, in the 1770s. This is 20 years after that. By now, the French Navy have adopted American technology in their ships, which the British do not have. So their ships are safer, um, safer from lightning. Uh. And actually, the, the one thing I, I love about this is, um, OK, it's the mast cap from the French flagship Lorient. But... Um, it is a surviving relic from that ship. But the great thing about it is it's the only surviving relic from the ship because the ship blew up. It blew up into like, uh, you know, it's one of the most famous warship explosions mm -hmm. of the 18th century. Um, some, uh, they caught fire, a magazine blew up. So the point about that is actually there's an immense shadowy mass of ship and people that's not there because Nelson defeated the French at the Battle of the Nile in what was essentially a human embodiment of a lightning strike. He turned up with immense power, very suddenly caught the French at anchor and completely destroyed them. So I think he probably felt a bit, a bit smug about that and saw in himself a bit of lightning. Have you seen Franklin's lightning rod? Uh, no, I've read about it. Which but... is very, very different from this. As you can see here, what we have here is a sort of blunt hooked end. Franklin's lightning rod is very different. And I've got a picture of it here for you. You can see here. Well, go on. You you describe that. That is a um, 
Well, it's curved and it's pointy. It's bent. It's bent, isn't it's it? It's struck by lightning. Oh, so it's bent at right angles. So it's a, it's a long thing. It tapers off one end, um, and yeah, uh, and, and it's been it's been it's been bent at right angles. This is this is at the the Franklin Institute in in America. What's different about this here is what what's different about about this example here is that it's pointed at the end. Now here is where we connect the object to the big themes. Okay. This is all about US independence. Right. Okay. Um, Franklin, when he was doing his experiments with electricity, came up with this idea of the lightning rod to protect buildings, to protect churches. But churches are a particular problem and, because of the height of spires. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they would be on top of, they would be on the top of the, the of the churches and the idea would be that you would sort of draw the lightning out of the sky. Um, the English disagreed with this design. The English thought that having a bent example, mm -hmm. like we have here, was much more correct and that it wouldn't pull out as much, as much, as much lightning. So this kind of pointed lightning rod becomes a symbol for American independence and colonialism. So you have a look at what is on the, the state buildings yes. and it's this kind of design unlike what we see in what what we see in yeah. in in England that's amazing actually and it's all all comes back to franklin and his and his frankly crazy experiments that yeah. he did yeah. with lightning he did yeah. one something to do with a kite where he was trying to harness the power of lightning um which is something that i think people are still interested in today actually so you've got people using um huge turbines to catch the wind to generate electricity but the one thing no one's quite got the hang of is how to harvest the energy within lightning and use it uh, use it for producing electricity um, which raises the very important question of the flux capacitor <laughs> of course it does <laughs> and um, back to the future and the lightning in that film they use it to power time travel don't they yeah yeah i mean let's let's take let's take this back a little bit i mean what we're talking about here i suppose is harnessing lightning it's about um it's, it's about protection it's about understanding it's about the advancement of science if we reel that back a few centuries you know we we're in a very interesting territory where we're thinking about how uh, medieval people or early modern 16th and 17th century folks understood lightning mm. and lightning there is not about control and it's not about understanding it it's almost about a fear of it it's seen as almost divine intervention divine punishment and that link with the divine goes back to roman and greek times exactly yeah. exactly so i have um cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An example here of a, 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 a 1691 pamphlet that is titled A Faithful Narrative of the several strange prodigious signs and wonderful appearances and accidents which have lately happened in several parts of England. And before it gets on to a tale about a whale and a sea monster, <laughs> it, gives a, it gives a relation of a prodigious thunder and lightning at a place called Everton near Daventry in Northamptonshire, which sad accident killed four persons. And it then goes on to talk, to talk about to talk about the, these people and to name it. And then it, then it actually explains what the significance of this is. And it argues that this is actually a measure of our wickedness. Huh. So it's quite literally seen as, you know, as God's providential intervention in human life. Neither is there anyone except he hath no religion who is not affrighted at lightning or the clashing noise of thunder or a horrible comet for god speaks to man not only with the tongues of men by prophets apostles and teachers but sometimes also by the elements and other extraordinary signs in the heavens earth or sea so there's this great sense of fear mm. of lightning you know where you compare that to the sort of intrepid exploration of franklin with his kite The, I mean, the, the fear of lightning is interesting because we go back to that um, lightning conductor. So you have this rather kind of sophisticated, um, scientifically driven method that the French used. They had a copper tube that went right down the middle of the um, mainmast down to the bottom of the ship where it would earth in the sea. But the, the English didn't have that system at all. They had this copper chain, right? Mm. And so whenever it looked like there was going to be a lightning strike, some poor sod <laughs> had to climb to the top of the mast with the copper chain and then dangle it all the way down the rigging um, over the side of the ship into the water. But the problem is, is, is because sailors were a very superstitious lot and a lot of them believed that if you put the copper chain into the rigging, it would increase the likelihood of you being struck by lightning. And because they were in essentially a floating bomb, which was full of, <laughs> full of gunpowder, no one wanted to do it. And so we actually think that the, the reason that more British warships exploded because of lightning strikes than French, um, the copper chain would have worked, but yeah. the problem was that no one put it up. So people were scared of it. People were scared of it. But somehow, the by having someone high profile like Benjamin Franklin, who also moved in diplomatic circles where he could kind of influence policy at a higher level, yeah. the French adopted it um, in a way that the English didn't for absolutely centuries. Yeah. Franklin, though, got electrocuted by lightning. <laughs> in, in one of his early, early letters, he describes a shock. And I'll just re read you this very briefly. A universal blow throughout my whole body from head to foot 
which seemed within as well as without, after which the first thing I took notice of was a violent shaking of my body. <laughs> he sounds a bit smug there, doesn't he? Does, he, he does. Like, I, I have survived. achieved. I've survived. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a bit like Victor Frankenstein, isn't it? So he actually managed to, uh, managed to electrocute himself and survive. It's a bit of, bit of bragging rights there. Um, the unpredictability of it, I mean, that, what, what I think Franklin's interested in is somehow using his scientific knowledge to harvest lightning, which requires him knowing where it's going to come, or he can prove that he knows where, it's to, where, it, where it can come. And that's all linked to, I think, with the, um, the science of the weather generally. And, and lightning's the most violent, um, kind of striking example of that. But if you, if you think about the science of the weather more generally, you've got a human conflict with nature which goes back absolutely through centuries yeah. and and the leading scientists of the time people like newton people like franklin um they they tackle it it's it's one of the key ways of demonstrating advancements yeah. in in human knowledge and science that harnessing of the elements that understanding of the world i mean you can trace that all the way back you know, to the sort of medieval medieval period as well. And the, I suppose the, the opposite of that is the examples of the weather influencing history one way or another, like the Armada, yep. Protestant yep. wind. Yep. There's a brilliant one um, in the 13th century, 1270, 1274, I think. So the, uh, the Mongols build a fleet, right? Uh, the, the Mongols have just taken over Central Asia. Um, and they decide to, they're going to take take to the sea. And they don't know what they're doing, but they manage to build a huge invasion fleet, and they invade Japan. And it doesn't work. So the same sort of thing, Japan is saved by what they called a divine wind, very much similar in the way the press dealt with, with the Protestant wind from saving the Armada. But that was mm. called a divine wind, which in Japanese is kamikaze. Right. So uh, that's how this, this sense of, of um, they then use the, the notion of the kamikaze, the divine wind in the Second World War for all the Japanese plane bombs essentially but um there are there are so many examples of of history uh, history being influenced by by unpredictable changes of the weather and the protestant wind is an interesting example isn't it and the and the idea of i mean the, the connection between the military examples that you're giving here and something like the the blitzkrieg and the very impressive use during second the second world war by the germans to sort of just plow through the front lines um, and take people by by storm. Yeah, I mean, it's a sort of is a is another example of I suppose lightning as a, as a metaphor. Well, they also had the um, sort of the lightning route. The SS had the lightning sea yes. runes. Yes. Um, so they they were consciously allying themselves with, with lightning as a symbol as well as the Blitzkrieg. Yes. Uh, the name, which links us to the very important history of uniforms. Yes, it does. In a strange circular way. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I? I was in Germany filming I don't know, a few months ago and um, I saw a early 20th century notebook which had been sketched in by, by, the, by the SS uniform designer. And it was one what, of the what, what did he sketch? One of the most interesting things I've ever seen. Their PE kit was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, so the Germans wanted to kind of absolutely control everything. Uh, Particularly in the way where the way they looked, right, and it was all very unique from the kind of distinctive frog marching to the the Heil Hitler salute. It was it was no one had done any of that before. Choreographed, completely choreographed, but also unique. It was it wasn't 
there aren't other examples of it before. Um, it really made the Nazis stand out um, in their own in their own period. Um, so yeah, it was it was hand drawn sketches of parade uniforms, of fighting uniforms, of this kind of uh, physical education kit. So even when they were training, they were wearing these kind of white singlets with huge SS runes, you know, vividly slashed across their their chests and stomachs. Um, but beautifully, beautifully done, immaculately done. Um, and of course, the most famous is the um, the skull and crossbones. Um, and, and the death's head rings that the Nazis had, but the, the, the SS had the, the skull and crossbones on their, uh, on their hats. Who'd have thought that we could get from lightning and a lightning rod through to Nazi sartorial elegance? Well, we've done it. <laughs> we've done it. <laughs> and I, I think we can. We, what we haven't actually talked about, which I wanted to talk about, um, was, was this idea of time travel as well and lightning to time travel. So we mentioned it with Back to the Future. So in Back to the Future, I think they... Um, the the original the original DeLorean car works with some kind of ridiculous energy. So they 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 go into the past and they can't make it work unless they harness energy. So they use lightning because they know when lightning is going to strike the clock tower. Does this ring a bell? Yeah, it does ring a bell. Does I've ring seen a bell. all three. Films, three <laughs> I think films. it's something like that. But the idea of time travel is specifically linked with this as well. I think um, not not only in in that film and. Um, the history of time travel is absolutely fascinating. Um, but one, one of the most interesting things about this, of course, is um, in Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol, it's one of the very early examples of someone going both backwards uh, and forwards like in going, time. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you have the ghost of Christmas past and the ghost of Christmas present. And the ghost of Christmas to come. Mm. Yes, very good. Yeah, so uh, so there we go. We've, we've actually so we've done time travel as well. And, and Dickens. And Dickens. Well, everyone, thank you very much for listening. And as always, don't forget that you are the most important member of this uh, three-part team. So do get in touch with us on email, Twitter, Facebook, however you want. And tell us what we've overlooked, what brilliant stories there are that link lightning with your particular interest, your tiny corner of history that you like and that you study. And write to us and give us suggestions for some future podcasts. Okay, then. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.